Hey, good people. Welcome back to Driven in Purpose. Welcome to our holiday special. I am your host, Alice M. Robinson. And your co-host, Tyrus D. Parnell Sr. So you guys, this is our first annual holiday special. And I am going to give a little bit of housekeeping real quick. Driven in Purpose is a podcast about meeting kingdom-minded people all over the world that are driven in purpose and also still trying to find their drive. Here you'll be given some sound wisdom on how to find your purpose in God, how to maintain it, and even how to be driven in it. So we have a special guest on today, none other than, is it Pastor? Jermaine? (laughs) Y'all, I know, so I'm just going We're going to stick with Elder until further notice, hallelujah. Don't get me shot, don't get me shot. Some folks say, don't prophesy yet. Prophesy yet. So, you guys, um, history. I'm going to give a little history on him. I'm not going to get too much because I'm going to let him do some talking. <laughs> so, I've known, now I know, yeah, y'all already know my age. So, I've known Jermaine since he was a little boy. Oh, wow. So, and got to see him grow up um, from a little boy to a young man to a man, amen. And for a period of time, he stayed with me and my husband, Chris, as the Lord was teaching him some things um, about marriage before he got married. Hallelujah. And so I had an opportunity. <laughs> He's laughing. I, 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 so he seen me and Chris at our good and in our bad point. Oh, all right. Um, all right. I don't think we had too many bad, but he saw them because right. he stayed with us at periods of time. So when I say I know him, I know him. He is definitely um, my heart. Um, he is also familiar. He's family. Yeah. Um, he is my late husband's third cousin. Am I right about that? Third Somewhere cousin. in there? Third mm-hmm. cousin. So we are close. And, you know, I can say all truthfully, um, when my husband passed, you know, people fall off. But this is one young man that stayed consistent. I may not heard from him every day. Um, I may not heard from him once a week. But somewhere during that month, I'm gonna get a text message. Oh, wow. I'm gonna get a call. Hey, cuz, yeah. how you doing? Yeah. What's going on? How's the girls? Oh, he did. He has been consistent out of the last seven years, oh, wow. and he was consistent before that, even with his crazy schedule. <laughs> and he oh. is. He's. Not just busy, but productive in what he's doing. He does have a heart after God, and um, he is an awesome. He is married to one wife. That's right. Hallelujah. His baby, his sweet, his sweetheart that he waited on for years. Amen. He has three. <laughs> he has three amazing young men um, that are. I'm glad to say my family. Wow. <laughs> I get excited, but I'm gonna say, hey, y'all, this is who I'm related to. Yeah. So I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I, I literally text him at the last minute. Well, I won't say, but I'll say at the ninth hour. I said, can you come on and I want you to share with us your gift, your talent, your anointing. And I said, I'm I'm bootlegging his anointing just a little bit. All right. All right. <laughs> just a little bit. And I'm so glad to have. My friend, I'm gonna call him Jermaine, but it is Elder Jermaine King. Welcome to Driven in Purpose. Yes, my familiar, my 
Thank you. Thank you. She was nice. She didn't tell y'all to cold turkey. I, 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 where you at? Why ain't you answer my phone call? Why ain't you call me back? I, I cut through. I cut through the yard. I ain't heard from you. How you doing? Don't, don't, don't make me nice. I'll tell it like it is. Alice, what's going yeah. on? With the, I didn't have called you and left you a message. But you know what? Yeah. I thank God. I too thank God for you. Um, the journey has been what it's been because you've been an incredible part of it. Um, and uh, you all invited me in your home. You pulled me in. I, I, you know, Chris, my dude, but Chris used to be mean when I was a kid. He ain't let us play on the drums after church. And, and he used to be cold turkey. And for whatever reason, one day he just caught a hold and got close to me. And um, you write a lot of things that uh, your marriage, um, your first pregnancy with Che, um, I got to see a lot of that. And it really was good for me. Uh, two, two reasons, because at the time I was employed at um, Kalamazoo County Head Start. So I was dealing with other people's kids and dreading, oh, God, I ain't going to ever have kids. If this is what it's going to be like. But then being around you all, you know, there's a difference when you're handling your own child versus when oh, you are dealing with the children of uh, other others' children. And I got a chance to see a balance of that. I also got a, a uncut view of what real marriage is. Uh, there's a lot of things that I can't share that Chris wow. said to me that helped me understand uh, some of the thoughts behind marriage. Uh, for instance, um, you know, the the thing that people get wound up about when they are considering marriage is, you know, the the, the lovey-doveys and the here and forever and always, but they don't realize that you're also growing with someone. They're growing with you and, and you're evolving. And so, you know, all the things outside of your marriage is just another set of these same challenges, but in a different way with a different personality. And so he made sure to emphasize that to me that, you know, this isn't some superwoman that everything's going to be perfect and you're not some super great husband that everything's going to be perfect, but you're going to learn to walk together in grace. And so there are times I, I, I was able to uh, see them in conflict, but I've also seen how he very smoothly navigated. I also saw how she responded to him, both respectfully as well as when she really wasn't feeling what he said, she kept it real. And I thought, boy, that's difficult because you know, I ain't going to deal with nobody talking to me how they feel and and hitting on just playing. There was a lot of good, just natural things I needed to see that gave me, no, no, but gave me a realistic, it gave me a realistic outlook of what, what I have. So now as, as a married man of 13 years, this year will be 13 years this coming year. Uh, it would have never lasted this long if I went in with the expectations I had before I saw marriage the way you all did it. I mean, not, not that you're not that you're the only marriage, but you were close to me in my age. You were close to me in my area of life and my thoughts of uh, uh, culture and what uh -huh. culture expects and and also what church culture required, because he was also yeah. a man of the cloth. He was also a minister and you were also a minister's wife. So you knew how to, you know, some conversations we just need to have at another time. When we are, you, you know, all these kinds, I got a chance to see that modeled right in front of me. Uh, many times pastors show you their perfected relationship. You don't get to sit in the back seat. <laughs> you don't get to ride over and come over on a day when the house is being cleaned and smelling like uh, fabric softener everywhere in the car, everywhere. 
but you realize that <laughs> these are inside jokes, Apostle. She she know what I'm saying. It smell like smell like fabric sheets everywhere. Okay, this woman oh, believes in a clean house. Hallelujah. But I thank God for 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 that for that experience and that time in my life. You know, I just turned I just turned forty in October yeah. this past year. Oh wow! wow. Same month. Same month birthday. We're the same month birthday. Yeah, you know, October October 17th is that wonderful day that the Lord blessed me. And uh and and I'm blessed uh to have to have lived up to marriage with the testimony of maintaining my virginity. I thank God that my wife was my first and only uh girlfriend, my first and only intimate partner. Um, the Lord was gracious to me, he kept his word, and I have again to say. There are times my cousin called me. Hey, Jay, what you doing? Um, just out driving. Yeah, come by the house. <laughs> wow. I ain't going to let the devil get you. I'm not going to let the devil get you. Come by the house. You, you shouldn't be out driving. You must be just needing something to do. Sure do. Come watch a movie with me or come go to Walmart and let's go get oh, Alice a yeah. play of fish from McDonald's. You know, whatever yeah. it was, God would touch him and he would... <laughs> He would talk to me for countless minutes, dropping me yeah. off, speaking in tongues, and smacking me in the head, just going. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you, for helping, thank you for helping making me thick, you and Chris, going to get them filet of fish. And I was like, why he? And I wouldn't ask. I don't know if he I should say this on StreamYard, but I'm going to say it anyway. He said he liked you that way. So anyway, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> I never did. That is good. I never did. That is good. I never did. But I said all of that. I said all of that to say, you know, it is such an honor and a pleasure to have even this relationship, even after him, after his passing yeah. from this world. Um, Alice, you, you, you know, you mean the world to me, and to the great apostle who just kind of slipped into my life in the last seven years. Yeah. Uh, it's a blessing to see you, sir. Looking good. Yeah. And, and 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 one of these days I'm gonna get some glasses like that. Hallelujah! It fit my face oh, just. Yeah. Right. Watch this. Watch this. She was hilarious. She was hilarious. So we ask every um, guest that comes on, driven yes. and purpose. When you hear the word "driven and purpose" in your life, what does that mean? That's a good Ooh, question. I know. He's like, did not just do that to me. You just threw me in, didn't you? Mm -hmm. You know, no. It, it just you. I. When I hear the name just up front, uh, I'm catching up to the to the statement. Immediately, I feel like we're on the move. Immediately, I feel like I'm trying to gather my my mind to make sure that I'm focused in the direction that I'm heading. And for me right now, uh, you know, I have never wanted to see the will of God manifest in my life like I have now. I mean, both on the good and on the bad. I mean. There's so much going wrong in the world that I'm glad I'm on the right side of the fence. But uh -huh. then there's such a need for me to not just be on the right side of the road for me. It's such a need for us to be harvesting believers. And yeah. so uh, for me, uh, you know, you see me, I'm seated at my studio at home. Uh, it's music. It's, it's taking care of them boys you see keep popping up. I don't know, all day today, they ain't been in the room. And now suddenly when I go live, they popping up and walking behind me. I'm looking like, I can't believe this. I just told them this. Anyway, it's being a father. It's oh, being God. a husband. It's yeah. being a man of God. 
is preaching the word. It's being ready to hear when God releases prophetic words, because that, that is the oil that is on my life. I'm prophetic. God has prophetic anointing on me. And so sometimes it's talking in a conversation and then the Lord speak a word into my spirit. So it's, it's, it's really about becoming what he needs me to be okay. because, because there are so many things I could be doing. Yeah. But what, what am I most needed for right now? You know, I, I used to say this, uh, you know, the, the previous church I belonged to, uh, I've been in church all my life. So, you know, I've done everything in the church. I've cleaned toilets. I mean, stuck my hand down in there and cleaned out the toilet. I have <laughs> I have washed dishes. I've helped with the cooking ministry. I mopped floors. I led praise and worship. I sung congregational songs. I preached the word last minute, first minute, two minutes beforehand. You got you preaching today. I didn't experience all that. The question is, what does God need me and what does he need me to do mostly right now? I have wow. nothing to do with anybody. I have no need to make anybody believe my walk is my walk. If you're watching me, you see it. It is what it is. So that's where my, when I see driven and purpose, I see myself saying, Lord, don't let me be the painter when I'm supposed to be the worship leader. Don't let me be a, a worship leader when I'm supposed to be delivering the word. Lord, let this song go out from the studio if I'm supposed to release the music right now. Or Lord, give me that, that depth of study time so that my time with you and that time of consecration, I can make sure I'm seeing the right way. I'm constantly yes. trying to push myself. Lord, let make me be present with my family. Let them know wow. that although I work and although I got to die, I love them, that nothing comes before them. They're my first ministry. But at the same time, help my family realize we're ministers. And we also yes. are called to a work as a family to do the work that God has called the King family to do. So it's, 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 it's hard to narrow it down. It's just, I want to move with God. That's where I, when I see yeah. driven and purpose, Lord, help me to move the way you're moving. Oh, I felt that. Yeah. Help me to, see, help me to hear what you hear. Help me to say what yeah. you want me to say. And let turn, show me when to just shut my mouth. One of the most powerful yeah. things David had in his, in his ministry was he knew when to play the harp. Yeah. He, knew, he knew when to throw them stones. And he right. also knew when to be quiet and when to sit down. Wow, that's it. Um, and, and you have and to understand that every moment, every moment ain't your moment. And even sometimes you'll get instruction ahead of time about what you about to do next. But yeah. timing is everything. Yeah, it you is. will it be is. king. You will become king, but you're not king now. You've been anointed right. today for what you're going to do. Let me stop. I feel it. You've been anointed today for what you're going to do. Man, come on. But but what did I tell you to do now? Tend to them sheep. Yeah. Wow. So, so, true, so figuring true. out and that's where. Go ahead. Where you right? And I think that's where we mess up a lot of times. Yeah. Because I wasn't always in the position that I am in now. And you, I think, those that know me know I had a quiet season, to where a lot of people was wondering where I was. I was in that quiet moment listening for instructions. Okay, Lord, where are you sending me next? And like you said, it's not driven in purpose. It's not one thing. And that's one thing that God is wanting me to let people know. Driven in purpose is not just about what he wants you to do spiritually, but what does he want you to do naturally? What about your family? Wow. Because a lot of times we as ministers of the gospel, because I do, our family becomes secondary. Yeah. 
They become on the back burner. Right. And then resentment comes in. Yep. And then that flows over wow. onto your ministry, whether you think it, think it does or not. Yes, it Driven and purpose is about the whole wholeness of you, the mm -hmm. wholeness of your life. And so oh. what you just talked about is the meat of really what driven it's about everything. Mm -hmm. And then about and I like the, when you talk about moving as God moves, as he shifts as you move. And that's what we're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. as a believer. But a lot of times we have a self moment. Wow. What do, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. And that's what you're talking about being on the right side of the fence. What does God want me to do at this moment? And I tell everybody, and, and people probably think that I'm just talking at the mouth. I don't know how long I'll do driven and purpose. Mm -hmm. I'll do it until the Lord says, okay, that's it. I don't have a problem letting it go. If the Lord says, that's it. You finish what I told you to do with driven. Now it's time to move on. I'm going to let driven and purpose go because that means there's something else that is requiring me to do. I want to move. That's being a purpose. That's being driven. And I want to move as God tells me to move. And that's what you were talking about. So that's powerful. That's powerful. And a lot of people don't believe, can't get that. Two other things I want to add to that. Okay. You said something that I think is key. Um, purpose, driven and purpose is not just about one focus or one aspect of you. It is the combination of all of who you are. Yeah. However, what, what one must understand is you're not going to always have a cookie cutter uh, clarification experience. Uh, no. I, have three, I have three sons. And as a, as a new father, I did all I could to try to evenly deal with them. You know, you got in trouble for talking too much. All right. When you talk too much, you in trouble too. And when you talk too much, you in trouble. And you try to issue the same punishment to all three that don't work. Yeah. That don't work. You can't, you, you have to, you have to pour into them based upon their anointing, based exactly. upon who they are, based upon their personality. You love them all. You can't really say you love them all the same. You don't love one more than you love the other, but the way exactly. you express love and the way your love is perceived and received is administered differently. So there yes. may be something you get in trouble for that you won't get in trouble for because you don't talk enough, but you talk too much and I need you to shut up. You see, what <laughs> you, you, you have to balance. And, and so what I'm trying to say is the, the challenge with being driven in purpose is that you don't get to evenly, like my wife used to say, well, baby, you should spend Mondays working on your music. And on this day, you should study the work. It don't work like that. Sometimes there's no, no. oil for music for a month. The oil is be in my presence. That's true. Oil is pray. The oil is, hey, you on a preaching rampage now. You, you got to run revival for the next six weeks. You don't even see it coming. And you've got to switch to the mode God is moving in. Because the truth is, these are all vehicles. And I want to use everything the Lord gave me. There are nine gifts of the spirit. I want to be used in all of them. Not at the same time, might not get to use one as and the point is, is I want to make myself available for his use. So the other thing I wanted to say is this. Oh wow. In the Bible, Abraham was led to the mountain with his son. We have to be so careful that we always do what God is saying. S-A-Y-I-N-G, not just what God said, S-A-I-D. 
Wow. Because if we only do what God said and we close our ear after we get our first instruction, let me give you an example. I tell my son all the time, hey, uh, go to my room. I already know what you want. And I wait. They'll go in there, grab something, do that, bring it back. That wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> Thank you for that because I did want that water too. But go in there and sometimes <laughs> we won't listen long enough for God to give us clear, clean instruction. But even when he gives us instruction, because like you said, our mind is set on what we want to do. Uh -huh. So as long as the instructions sound like what we want to do, we, we run it. We, I mean, you took off with my water bottle. Thank you for my water bottle, son. But I really wanted you to go in there in that snack room and go get me one of them little Debbies. You see what I'm saying? So now I need to go back and get me a little Debbie. All right, and bring, bring little Debbie back with that water. And since you're in the kitchen, go on and bring me a glass of milk so I can take little Debbie down with it. That's what I'm trying to say. So, so here, Jesus, Abraham has Isaac up and the oh, sacrifice and suddenly the Lord tells him to stop uh -huh. and that there was a ram in the bush. There is a sacrifice, a lamb that was in another. So, so yeah, it's yeah. important that just because you have the tools, just because you have the ability, just because you have the know-how, just because you got the connections, just because you can prove you've proven you can do it. That ain't the that ain't the pursuit when you're dealing with purpose. There's only one purpose. So make sure you're driven by what God is trying to get across. Not wow. driven by what you want for yourself or wow. how other folks perceive you. So wow. so powerful. And I think that's what we that is where we all should be striving for, but we don't because we know as man. We have our own ideals. We have our own desires. But what God is really trying to, to get us to do is to let go of our wants, let go of our desires, and follow after him. That's and, what the and I, I, know, I know me. I know this season, I'm, I am the most happiest. And we talked about this. I'm content. Wow. I'm at peace. And I'm settled. That's because, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'm all in. And I and that's not just verbiage. It's not just what I'm saying. Because there was a time in my life that I was not set. I was not content. I was anxious for and the Bible says be anxious for nothing. I was anxious for everything. Wow. Well, let me tell I you. I did not have clear direction. If your response was you were frustrated, I would have two questions for you. Frustration is cause of one of two things. Either you need to be content and satisfied with where God has you. Or you frustrated because there's something more God wants you to do that you ain't paying attention to. You either need yeah. to be content or you need to be stop being complacent. So when you're in the place that you said you are now, well, you know, you're doing everything on the checklist that your heart can 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 bring that this is what God has me in this present. And, exactly. and this may not be where I'll be six months from now. And it very exactly. well might be. But the, right. but the point is, is I'm going to still be driven by and the whatever purpose God has given me. Because there's only one purpose. There's many different things I could be doing, but if it's going to be purpose-driven, if it's going to be worked out in purpose, that means God has already calculated. He's already given a divine timetable. He's already established and exact. He knew exactly. Matter of fact, sometimes we get to the place of purpose by incident. Let's mm -hmm. take Saul, for instance. It was Saul who was on a mission. He was doing what mm -hmm. he was doing. But but wow. he came across an opportunity that ended up blinding him. It stopped him. It was it was negatives 
that lined him up for the positives. It was it was disruptive to what he was doing, but it was divinely set up. It was strategically put together. The only way to take a strong man down is take his sight, take his sense and his need to where he becomes desperate to understand who and what the assignment is. This was God's wow. way of getting him in position. And God does that with many of us. He allows us to experience things that stop us from going after our own because we will destroy ourselves. We don't need help. Destroy. We will kill ourselves. We will commit suicide just because we frustrated. And so that's true. All the, it makes all the sense of us to have to depend on a God. And earlier what you said was all the manifestation of, of Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. What an oxymoron. A living dead thing. Present yourself a living dead thing. Let me live in you dead thing. I'll bring to yeah. life what I want to do. If you die wow. to yourself and allow me to, I, I feel him right about now. You're going to make me pray. Wow. I love that thing right there. But it, it's, 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 it's a matter of turning off me and yeah. locating what God wants. And that's a very humbling thing because along the way, he gives you a little bit of what you want. Wow. Yeah, and he does. And that's a fight. That's where you, that's where the fight come in. That's where you got to really fight against your natural man mm -hmm. and let your spiritual man take over because that's what we battle. And when the Lord told me driven in purpose, I fought against it. I did. Because first of all, I didn't think I was equipped. I didn't think. I had it, even the ability to do it. And I was like, that can't be for me because ain't no way. I can't do that. First of all, I don't like to be in front of people. I like to talk, but I only like to talk to certain people. <laughs> certain people, you got to know me for me to talk to you. Because that's just me. I'm okay sitting in the back. So to be in, in the front, I'm not comfortable with that. So when he presented it to you, so when you talked about frustration, I was frustrated because I was like, I can't do that. And why are you bothering me about doing that? Just let me sit here and let me be quiet. But when I stayed there physically and naturally so, I started having medical issues. I think I told you about that. My blood pressure, I was taking wow. six to seven blood pressure meds. <laughs> I was dealing with a whole lot of health issues because of disobedience. Frustration and disobedience was causing death. But we, I was killing myself about going against what God wanted for me. But when I stepped into, okay, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll move as you move me. I'll shift as you go. And then when I got there, I started dropping weight. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Even though my late husband liked me thick thickum. <laughs> he let me so I could be healthy so I could do what he needed right. me to do. But what more than anything, a smile came back. I started smiling for real. I started laughing for real. That's because the wholeness of me. God allowed me to become whole. And he said, I've got a plan. I've got amazing plans. And that's what we can. Jermaine, if you can really understand, God does have a plan for our lives. He does have a plan. He does have purpose for us. It's just us stepping back and saying, okay, God, I want you more than I want That's it. anything else. And if we can just get there wow. and levitate there, the problem is we don't ever maintain it. Mm -hmm. 
We never ever maintain that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want people to learn is how to maintain that drive in God. Because you can't do it. Because you started preaching at how old? 14. Wow. And you're what? 40. Oh, wow. You can be driven in it. Wow. You can maintain. I've been saved since 13, and you know that. Mm -hmm. Saved since 13, was a virgin when I got married, and I've maintained who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. You can do it, and you can find what God has for you. Yeah. But it's about saying, okay, forgive me. Sure. Forgive me. Not about me. Not about me. What is God, like you said in the beginning, Lord, what do you want me to do right now in this season? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do that I can fulfill King? And I'll tell you this. You know, people tried to make me feel bad, like I was missing out on a good life, uh, like I was missing out on opportunities. People tried to, uh, you, you know, make fun of me being single and saved and satisfied as a virgin man. Uh, I got all kind of accusations. I was accused of being gay. Uh, people started rumors like that. Uh, someone even once borrowed a picture of mine online and posted it on the uh, posted it on social media uh posing to be me in a situation and i got word about it and it was just it was humiliating to have to deal with because people will make you feel like because of where you are that you um pe people have a way of making you feel like when they don't understand what god is doing in you they have a way of making it seem like you're doing something wrong and so because yeah. You know, uh, my brother got married before I did. My best friend got married. My whole group. You remember my group, the least of these. Everybody had yeah. a wife and I was the only one still single. And everybody was, you know, the people have a way of doing that. People have a way yeah. of trying to talk you out of being a person in covenant. You know, uh, I chose to stay in covenant. I chose to walk. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy all the time. Sometimes I wanted what it looked like everybody else had. But when yeah. God has put his hand up on you, he had a purpose in that. Even down to the point. My wife and I were planning to get married a year later than we did. We received a phone call one Sunday afternoon. It was just like clear as day. We were out fellowshipping and the, the prophet called me and spoke to me. She said, the Lord said, move your wedding date up. And you know me, you, you know me, Alice. I'm like, no, nah, the Lord said, what? Why is he getting all up? And she said, the Lord is watching over your testimony. She said, and he wants to protect your yeah. testimony. And there are some things about yeah. being closely intertwined with someone. That while you may not be burning in your flesh, this may be a dangerous place for your spouse to be able to maintain the, the closeness of the relationship. And so you need to just go ahead and move in covenant and stop worrying about all the fancies and call the favors you need to call to make things happen. And that's exactly what we did. It was the most divine move uh, because we were able to keep our testimony. But then also, you know... Um, even after we got married, there were those that said, I wish y'all would have waited till she finished college. Now y'all pregnant with twins. They're always, people going to always have something to say because it's not their story. And you know right. what? I made sure to put both car seats side by side wow. in the stadium when she walked across that stage and got that bachelor's degree. And you know what? Just about eight months ago, we were all standing there. My two twin 11-year-old sons and my young son, 10, Stood there while she walked across and mastered it and got her master's degree. You don't have oh. people say stop what you're doing just because it's not the path they prefer for you to go. You know, and at, and 14, at 14, I was driven. 
because the yeah. Lord put something in me. I received the Holy Ghost August 9th, 1998, in that little church on Riverview and Hotop. Wow. And six months later, I was ordained and placed in as a minister on Valentine's Day was my trial sermon. My trial sermon. Wow. And since then, I've been preaching, what, some 20, 26 years now? And that includes not just locally in the local church. That's been regionally. I've preached a lot of places, more places of a different denomination than the one I'm affiliated. But that was wow. the testimony that God gave me. He gave me wisdom. He gave me pastors that would love on me, that would give me instruction, and that would let me root, let me move. They didn't yeah. try to tie me down or smother me, and I right. thank God for that. But I know a lot of people that did not get that liberty. They were not no. able to go that way. But the Lord dealt with me early in the morning. Every day before school, now I got saved in high school. So I was getting up at 5 in the morning, praying and having Bible study before I started my day in school. I get to school, and I ran Bible study. I started prayer at my high school. First, it was prayer around the flagpole. Then it became, a, they just gave me a room, the whole prayer. People would be lined up all out the hallway. I mean, it just was what when kids would get hurt on the playground. They would find me to have me come pray for them on the football field. So, I mean, I, it was what God put on my life. And because right. of me being obedient and compliant, he drove me into purpose. There are people wow. who say they don't know my first name, but they see my face. They know I'm preacher boy. They know they know right. me as preacher boy, and I and I don't I don't think that's not for me. That's for God's right. glory. That God can right. use anybody. He wipes away any excuse. I'm too young. No, you're not. Uh, you're not no. too young. There were people younger than me that got the Holy Ghost when they was eight and nine, and somebody I know yeah. got saved when they was four. So it, yeah, it, it, testimonies of God's goodness. I'm just thankful that He kept me this long. I'm thankful that He keeps keeping. You know, as they yeah. say, keep on keeping on. He keeps on keeping on. Yeah. Amen. Yes. You know what? People tell me all the time. You know, people tell me all the time, you ain't married yet. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm waiting on God. They keep trying to push you. People will try to push you faster than God is trying to send you. And that's where you have to know who you are and know who you are and know that God has a purpose. And when you can do that, people don't push me. And you know that. I'm the type of person you ain't gonna push me, you ain't gonna move me no faster than God sends me. So I, I get the I get the comment now because aren't you ready? It don't matter what I am. What matters is what God wants for me. And you did what God had for you to do. And because that, He was able to bless you, bless you with a, a beautiful wife, three amazing sons. And, and you know God what? You you got to give me two minutes to talk about her because that's 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 a that's an answered prayer that I prayed since I was sixteen. I I recently took them uh, the other day. We went driving here in the Orlando area, and there was a park that I used to go to every, about every week or every other week. And I would walk around this park, and I would pray and talk to God about what I desired in a wife. And then nobody else ever heard these words. I just talked to God about what I wanted in a wife. I would walk and talk and then I would go there. So on those days, I felt my loneliest Valentine's Day when it seemed like two birds had two birds walking, flying together and two dogs were side by side. It seemed like I was the only one that didn't have anybody. Y'all laughing, but you know, that's, that's, that's the reality of it. I would take my time and talk to God about what I wanted. And then it got so good that I started carrying my own notebook. And what I would do is write down ideas of what I would do if this Valentine's Day was with 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 my boo, and what I would. And so for the first five ten years of my marriage, she was getting the, she was getting the rose 
uh, garden treatment on every holiday, every birthday. Like, what in the world? I ain't never met nobody this extravagant. I mean, it's a big deal. I didn't spend two, three hundred dollars. It wasn't nothing for me to spend five, six hundred dollars to make days special because the one thing that I waited the longest for that I asked God for, other than the Holy Ghost, was my wife. And let me tell you, that's how you know that you waited and it becomes more precious to you. And it doesn't outdo God by no means. Here's the thing. It seemed like I waited forever, right? 26 years before I finally met her. But it took off so fast. We were married in 10 months. We met August the 8th. I mean, October the 8th. We were married July 30th the following year. So, wow. so, so don't allow people time to make you think it's going to take you forever. No, we, we were married in the following year in February. We were pregnant with twins. So that didn't, it don't take God a long time to move, but allow things to align so that they flow. You know, I mean, they, they, they flow. Yeah. It was a season. You reached that season in your life. The Lord's you, you, know, look, you, you and Chris both knew because y'all just wouldn't get involved. Like, oh, okay, Jay. All right. Oh, oh y'all going. Okay. All right. And I was like, man, I wonder if they think this is strange because, because it was, it, it took on a life. I didn't have no long check sheet list. She didn't have one. I just talked to God and it just felt right. I don't know. You know, people say, how did you know? I didn't know. I was talking to God the whole time. And as long as I was talking to God and things kept rolling, it was like, wow, this is exactly what I was praying for. And so what happened is I'll share this. We got so close. We had met with a pastor to talk about getting married. And he asked me a question and I was kind of offended. He said, um, if for some reason I had the notion that this wasn't a good union to create uh, uh, as a marriage, uh, what, what would you do if I decided I wasn't suitable to marry? You weren't suitable for me to marry. I said, I would find me another preacher. <laughs> I said, because this is my wife. This is what God told me. And he just looked at me. I was shocked because I didn't realize I had felt that deep for her. But what happened is a few weeks passed and it has started to pick up so quick. My wife said, she said, you know what? She said, um, I need to take a break. She said, I need to take a break. She said, this is happening really fast. I just need to go take, my, take as long as you need to take. I didn't tell her she was my wife. I didn't want nobody prophesying to her. I felt like God knew how to event, how to individually communicate to both of us. That was Friday, right? Tuesday, she called me. She said, the Lord showed me where I wrote in my diary. See, my wife used to keep a diary. She showed me, God showed me in my diary where I wrote word, word for word who you were. He reminded me of what I asked him for and showed me that this was the right thing. And I said, okay, well, I was just waiting on you because I already knew what the Lord gave me. And I didn't want, I didn't want my words to affect her to make her believe or not believe. I wanted her right. to know herself because marriage has good days and it has challenging days. And you need to not have been a part of what encouraged her in a, in a way of manipulation. I wanted her to know God chose us to be together. Right. And he did. He did. He did. And I'm thankful for her. She's sweet. She's the, she's a lot different from me in personality. You know, I'm a people person. I'm out front. My wife is she's more reserved. She's yeah. cordial. She's beautiful. My God. Thank you, Jesus. But she's quiet. <laughs> very quiet. But she does speak her mind, though. She's very quiet. And she but know she her does. word. She know her word. I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed to have 
uh, a balance in my life. Uh, and even in our children, they balance each other out the same way. So I didn't mean to take too much time, but you know, that's my boo. And I ain't gonna let nobody, you know, undermine that. That was a work from God. That's something I waited the longest for. And it's one of the things that I thank God most for is that he blessed yeah. me with. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, amazing work, amazing work. So we have another guest that has finally graced us. So y'all know, okay, so these are these are two buddies. They uh oh yeah when Jermaine left, I know that uh they 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 did a lot together, and Jermaine probably knows who I'm talking about. He does not know who I'm talking about. The guy when they left, um uh, when Jermaine and his family decided they, because now they're in Orlando, Florida, if you did not catch that in this conversation, um, God has transitioned them um, to Orlando. And um, I was like, what two, two better to bring together um, on Driven and Purpose? So y'all, it's probably going to be funny because they are, they, are they are a treat together. Yes, they, are. Yes. they are a treat together. Not only that, but hopefully uh, before this podcast is over that they will bless us. Um, with um, a musical selection. So I'm going to bring to the stage none other than Elda, Jermaine, Jackson, the Jays, and Jays together. We're going to slide up and get everybody in. She's trying to pull the table. Y'all, we're going to move. Yeah. Gonna move. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Y'all got the Oprah, Oprah crew moving things around. What's up, man? Harmonious. What it do? <laughs> the Jason. So we have the two remains with us on today. We're so glad to have you here with us. And so these two, um, Jermaine also. So you guys, so this is what's so ironic. Um, these two were also one of my husband's best friends. Wow. So um the last time that you guys got together with my husband, if y'all remember this, see if y'all remember, y'all went on a trip. Y'all remember where y'all went? Plenty of trips. <laughs> no, the last one before he passed. Where did y'all go? Oh, yes. Um, in Detroit. Detroit, and y'all went to um, Tide Tribute. Tide Tribute. Tide yeah. Tribute. You guys Tribute. remember that? And I don't know if Jermaine went, I think it was Tim. It was Tim. It was Tim. You and yeah. Tim? Yeah, Tim Martin. Yeah. We, Went to, yes. I still have the badge. Yes. We yes. kept the badge. So that was the last trip that Jermaine oh, wow. Jackson yes. took my husband on. And trust oh, wow. me, Chris got on his good living back outside. Because by that time, his steps had slowed. Yeah. Um, but Jermaine was like, I got something I want to do for him. Yeah. And so he came and snatched my husband up. It was a treat to me. I'm going to invite. Right. I like Thai tribute, but it wasn't it wasn't for me. So these are not just they're they're my brothers. Amen. When my husband was at the lowest moments in his life, um, my husband didn't call everybody. No, he did not. He did not, but he did call these two. Um, and they rallied even when wow. um Chris transitioned, um, they made their way quickly um to the hospital. Um, to be with me and the girls when he was transitioning out of here. So when I say they have a um, a place in my heart, they do not just mine, but the girls. Jermaine is also and his wife are also my girls' goddad. 
Um, they are amazing. I can tell um, one story. So I'm, I'm talking about Jermaine Jackson and um, Bree. When Shayla was sick, if you remember yeah, this, Shayla got really, really sick. Chris was sick. He was in the hospital. And they were saying, okay, Shayla is going to have to be admitted. And I said, hold on. This is too much, too fast. I got, I can't do all this. Too much going on. And Jermaine and Bree rallied around me and the girls. Wow. Um, money wasn't there, but Jermaine and Bree's like, we got you. They put us up in a hotel room. They went and physically bought clothes because we wow. weren't living here. We were in South Haven. Wow. And I had to have Shayla back because I was like, I'm not putting her in, in the hospital. I don't think she needs that. And so the pediatrician was like, okay, what we want to do is see her first thing in the morning. Go really go yes. get her labs done again because her levels were so high. They thought that she needed to be um, you know, in the hospital because they were thinking that she was wasn't gonna make it. So um Bree stayed with the girls and we went on to first thing in the morning. It was so, so early in the morning. Wow. But we went and but Jermaine and Brianna made sure that we had everything that we needed. And you cannot find people that would do that for you, that they would take out of their own pocket. So yeah. they gave us a hotel room. Wow. They bought us undergarments, wow. pajamas, everything that we needed. So when I say these are people after my heart, they really are. Because, you know, and my family is amazing, but I have an amazing family. I really do. But it's one thing for people that are not blood related to step up and say, I really do got you. So that's one thing, more than more one thing. They came around a lot when it came to the girls. And wow. for that, I, Jermaine every now and then was like, hey, where you running? You got something for the girls. Right. Every now and then he will slip me something for his goddaughters. And wow. people just don't do that. Yeah. People yeah. don't. People you know what's supernatural, really, to be honest with you about this moment? Because like I am in a unique position where I'm thinking about a few things. So like, of course, <laughs> you're there. I'm also, Bree and I are also the godparents of Jermaine and Misha boys. All our boys. And, and of course, this is certainly not to be braggadocious, but it's about, you know, when life happens, and I tell people all the time, I said, godparents is not like a cliche password. It is a commitment that you're making. When you go up before the church and the children get dedicated to the Lord and you vow to be Godparents, like that is like a real like thing. And I must say that under very unique circumstances, um, we have three sets of Godchildren. And so that's uh, you and Chris children as well as uh, Elder King and his wife's children. And then also, y'all know my Godfather, my Godparents. The weaklings. Mm -hmm. Well, well, you know they lost a daughter, right. Tisha, right. and so we are also the godparents of their children. All right. And so that was even a whole another scope of understanding, like, what does it mean to step to the plate uh, when life happens? It's, it's it's tough, but I, I just thank God that God has blessed us to be able to be in a position to help and to support. Not only that. But be supportive. I mean, I went through my own situation with my own child who we didn't know if he was going to make it. Right, right. And that's my debate still today. I don't care how old he gets, but my son and my 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 anthem is still made away. Yes, that is that is absolutely. 
God Absolutely. uses mountain moves. And he, he makes way out of the way. So now this is this is great. This is great. Oh, not, to, not, not to mention, not to mention, Jermaine is responsible for introducing me to my wife. Oh, what? What? <laughs> you know what? I didn't know. Oh, yeah, Jermaine introduced that? me. We, we was we was at we was so so the very first time I, it could have got messed up. I was at your house. Matter of fact, you and Chris, I was at your house. And Jermaine was taking my wife at the time. I ain't know her uh, with somebody else that we do know out to uh, what was it called? Uh, the, what was the choir concert in Detroit? You were heading yeah, out. Uh, how, sweet, uh, how, sweet how sweet the sound. Yep. And, and I had an opportunity to go, but I decided to stay at your house instead of going, which was good because it kept the narrative clean when I finally met her for myself. Because had I went then, I'd have knew who she was with, and I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> so God works in mysterious ways. But I said that to say, uh, he said he set me right up. With Misha, oh. Anyways, no, you know, and that's what made our connection exp expressively tight as well. Um, even in my marriage, Jermaine has not just been uh, a, a random person. Uh, he wasn't just a group member. Jermaine was an encouragement to me as a young man before I got saved. Uh, he used to live across the street from us uh, in the hood. All kind of stuff could have came our way. But he would come by and, hey, Jay, I'm about to go up here to Faith Temple to go to church. You know, y'all want to slide through with me? And we have to, you know, go through that. Got your chores done. You got this done. You got that. Okay, y'all can go be home by such and such a time. And he would he would come get us. We'd have to leave the service early because my mom wants us home by a certain time. Yeah, this was my dude. Understand? This was this. Mm. Oh wow! This has been my guy for the last for at least the last half of my life, the last 26, 27 years of my life. And I'm thankful for every conversation. If I never said it before. Man, I thank God for my friend Jermaine. We don't have the same name by accident. I think we have very similar drive. We have so our wives talk together about us. We talk together about the. It's been a journey having somebody that understands, that connects wow. with you and, and brotherhood. So when it came into, I was at their wedding. I played percussion at their wedding. Turned around, he was helping me orchestrate my wedding. You know, and 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 and, wow. and and Jay is Jay, you eight years older than me, I think, right? I just turned 40. And and I'm grateful, you know, that I had that friendship. But when you talk about you talk about the music part, you talk about all the things we have in common, even the jobs, some of the last jobs I've had he had before me, some of the work that we've done in the community. You know, both through the union, that what he does in the library system, like this. Who would have thought? Some friends you get for a season, but this has been my dude, man. If I might say, this has been my dude, and I thank God for you, Jay. I thank God for your encouragement. I'm just gonna say it publicly, but I also thank God for this unique relationship, this neighborhood, this hood of relationship. Because Alice, you're not just my cousin by marriage, we really have relationship. And that, yeah, that's what that's it takes true. in the faith. We need all that to keep us driven in our purpose. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And look, I'm going to go back a little further than that because 
me and this brother right here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is victory in Jesus. Yes, it is. <laughs> Listen, we literally established and birthed the first praise team yeah. with the Church of God Pentecostal. Yeah. And wow. Wow. They didn't really know at that time because we were kind of behind in the time. Yeah. And they didn't really know like what a praise team was, a worship team was. And so it was just, it was just the two of us. Yeah. And we started the praise team there. And you know, it hit, it, it went well. We definitely like collab well. Oh, you know, our voices complimented each other. And, and not only that, then we were we we were roommates. This was our first roommate. Yeah. Like, you know, getting <laughs> off the nest. Yeah. And we moved in together and everything, and you know, slept, ate, worked, and went to church. And that was that was our life. Yeah. It was. What was the one the priest saw John? Well, because of Calvary was one by yeah. John yeah. Wow. Uh And then, of course, the classic uh, Donna McClurkin. Yes, she is. You're the only living God. That's right. That's a staple. <laughs> That's a staple of the church to yeah. Jesus believers. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yep. But hey, Jay, I want to pull up something that you had just mentioned about because when you talk about like the importance of having those unique connections, and um, I just spoke about this uh, on my social media page the other day, but I had heard of Tyler Perry, and he made this quote, and it really blessed me. And he compared people to like trees. Okay. And he said, you have various types of people. I was just sharing this also with Tyrus Jr. at work the other day, that you got various types of people, and you compare it to like a tree. So with a tree, you have the leaves of the tree, you have the branches, and then you have the roots. And he says, so some people are like those leaves that's leaves that's on the tree. They are there seasonal. And you got to understand those people that God yes. have put in your life for seasonal purposes. Like everybody is not sustainable. Everyone is not going to always stay with you. And they weren't designed to stay with you at all times. And, that, and that's all right. So those people are there. And so like. When the seasons change, let the seasons change. So when the wind blows and the leaves move out the way, let the leaf people do what they were designed to do. Let them leave. He said, then you have people that are like branches. And then you know how you can get on a branch and branch can give you some support and stability. But if you step out too close to the edge of that branch, they can break. So understand there's also people in your life that can only handle so much. you know. And so you have to understand those type of people. Then the last one he talked about was the roots. I like it. And what I say is that you can cut a tree down and mm. that tree in a couple of years will bud back up because something remained. And it was the roots Come on, to man. the tree that was down. My time period didn't make that one up. So I'm just letting you out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was the roots that remained. So you yeah. got some people that are like roots. They yeah. are always there no matter what. You know, Jay and I, we don't talk every day. But we understand there's a relationship. We don't mm -hmm. talk every day. But when we need each other, we know that we're really there. Mm -hmm. And that those are those were friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I thank God that we got yes. Yes. I tell them people, we have people in our lives that are going to be spectators. Right. And we have to be okay with the spectators. Some people are not, like you said, not always going to be through the whole journey. Right. Yep. And we have to learn how to let go of those. Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. be okay with that. Absolutely. Like I tell people all the time, we have to learn how to minister 
and then let people go. Yep. And that's when you talk about the leaves. Let the seasons change. <laughs> and I like it. We think every we think I think a lot of times we think of the the spirit, the natural seasons. Spiritual season is so much different than a natural season. It, it really they is. never are the same. But we know there's gonna be fall, we know there's gonna be winter, we know there's gonna be spring, and we know that there's gonna be a, there's gonna be summer. Spiritual seasons is not like that. You might be in winter a long, long time. But eventually winter will that season will change. But it may not be, it may not go from winter to fall, it may go from winter to summer. Wow. Spiritual seasons doesn't operate as a natural season, and we have to learn that. So that person that's in your life, the leaves have failed, let them fall and let the wind blow, let the spiritual wind blow them away and be okay with it. And then let them just watch. I said, Lord, let, just let them watch you. Right. Watch you grow. Yeah, because there is a watch me season. You know that. There's a watch me season. Yes, it is. Watch me yeah, season. That's it, that's it. And that's really the season that when we're. When man's ways please the Lord, he will make his enemies to be at peace with him and he will. Prepare you a table, yes, sir. In the presence of your enemy, I tell you, I've, I have had some of those seasons happen, and it's and it's it's, it's challenging though because you know uh, we are we are creatures of, of habit, and we don't like people to to ridicule. We don't like people to talk about us, and it becomes tough. And like you know, even being like I have just been in this like public light of being a public official, like that is that is a monster within itself because you're so like ex exposed and like just a glimpse of what like people that are like hollywood stars what they feel they can't even just go to the grocery store and shop without someone like bringing up so like i literally go into like the walgreens walmart or meyer and i constantly have strangers walk up to me i have never or seen in my life right and most of the time, what they say because they never can figure out how they know me. They say, "I seen you on TV." That's that's that is the theme of, of what I get everywhere I go. I see you on TV. Wow! And I always respond back and say, "Is that good or bad?" <laughs> and I say, "Anytime you see on TV, bring my strength in the Lord." Yeah, that's right. You know because this job with. Uh, elected official, it's, it's, it's a change, the climate of what we're dealing with in, to, in today's world. Like, you know, it's the church can be so um, immature at times. Like, you know, the Bible tells us not be not judged, right? Sitting here watching people tear people apart, even before there is even any clear Right. Or, or people spend so much time ridiculing because it made me think about what if that was me, right? Being accused of something that I didn't do, right? You know, like what what would I do with that? And and I think that's something we have to think about. Like, judge not that you be not judged, and 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 just allow um, things to play its course because. We all can be accused of something, but we know that at some point the truth will manifest or come out. But it's sad that in the church world, like I've seen people post stuff like, oh, I can't believe him. I can't. 
believe that he's doing this, doing that. And I'm like, there have been no substantial, and I'm not fighting for him one way or the other. But what I'm saying is that put yourself in the shoes of that individual. Imagine being accused of something that you haven't done. I've just seen a, a, a video footage on Instagram. There was a guy that had been locked up for 30 years mm. for something he didn't do. Wow. That's but can you imagine the pain that that man went through? Mm -hmm. And when you see those tears of him being like, you can go all to your family now. Like, those are tears that no one can understand. That he's lost, the thing is he's lost 30 years of his life. How many that. people, how many people have passed since he left? Really? And this is where we as a body of Christ and so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm this is my fussy moment. So y'all this is my fussy moment. So y'all gonna have to just put up with me. This is where we have as my father-in-law. If you take six months to mind your own business <laughs> and in six months to stay out of somebody else's, the world will be, the world will be a better place. So instead of talking about Bishop the Bishop George Edward Robinson, that's my late father-in-law, if we would mind our own business and handle guys, then you will stop talking about people. And so, yeah, I'm talking about people on social media. Stop yeah. using your words. How about we build? How about say, I'm praying that's for it. you. That's it. I want to encourage you in the Lord. That's what we're supposed to do. So get, get off the soapbox about beating people up. Yeah. Go ahead. You got your finger up. Go ahead. You know, I, I think this is a relevant part of the conversation that I think we need to include. I almost posted today, but I chose not to just because I know uh, how people know how I feel about the individual and what inspiration I have gathered. But we as a church cannot join cancel culture. If we join, if we join cancel culture, where is the hope for people to turn from what they've been canceled? You know, uh, I, I will I will mention this because this is a this is a safe uh, entity and I believe that you stand for this. But I don't always feel that the church responds to failures in the church the right way. And mm -hmm. I shouldn't necessarily say church. I should say people in the church don't respond to uh, issues that are in the church culture the proper way. Uh, two weeks ago, it was one bishop. Now, this week, it's a different bishop. Come next week, it could be you or me. But if immediately upon the suspicion of what you hear, you shut me down, where is the scripture that says if you see your brother or your sister overtaken? I'm not even overtaken. I'm not even overtaken. I'm just suspected. And you've already jumped on cancel culture. I'm just, it's my name. Somebody spoke out and I'm already being charged. Uh, being judged and being sentenced by other people because you have an unsuspecting issue in you about this person. Well, I always felt like something wasn't right about that. Ain't the time to be running your mouth. And to be saying what you think and what you feel. That's the time to be praying. Kalamazoo suffered a similar loss in the last five years in an area with leadership, and it was hugely. It was hugely. Uh, disparaging. It was a, it was horrible information from what you would expect the suspicions of a leader. But I said that to say the wisest of those kept their mouths, prayed, 
and unified together for the purpose of the blessing of God to reveal what needs to be revealed and things get handled. We have got to stop cancel culture. We can't allow that to be involved in the church world because even if it, the scripture says if you're overtaken, but if you are in, in, if you are undoubtedly overtaken, we still supposed to forgive. We still supposed to intercede. We still supposed to, in the spirit of meekness, restore such a one considering ourselves. And I just wish that, you know, if anybody's watching, instead of my Facebook post going up, you know, please be thoughtful of what you will want if something like that happened to you. You made a good point, Jermaine. Being a public official, uh, being a police officer, being somebody who people can recognize what you do right away, as a bus driver in Kalamazoo, I would be in Walmart and folks would just start talking to me. You could become a target randomly just because of the yeah. colors you're wearing on your uniform. So yeah. be mindful that when people are doing positive things or they're known for being a positive influence, the, the, the ways of darkness and dark places will challenge that all yeah. the time. And yeah. we have to learn to stand as a church with each other in the church world. You know, to at least pray for each other. At least, you know, don't let nothing bad out your mouth come out. Because I understand the unsaved. I understand those that are disconnected from our church culture, our church nature. Having stuff to say and really running it all out. Oh, my God. I can't believe. But we understand that we're all a part of a community that's developing, that's healing, that's growing, that's learning. That we don't get it right all the time. That we, you know... I, Oh, right. And so we've got to protect our entity of the church world and love on each other and carry it. I'm not talking about make excuses or, you know, cover people up. But what I'm saying is I want us to, to, to really detach ourselves from the cancel culture because I just right. like this. It, it could be you next week. It could be me. You know, and that's funny because I was in the store on yesterday and somebody just heard my voice and was like, oh, I know you. I can catch your voice anywhere. <laughs> Your voice. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, wait, I hope that's good. Right. I hope what you hear from me is good. Right. And they were like, that's good. But the thing is, because people know who you are, mm -hmm. and I, my daughters call us influencers. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Lord dropped something. He said, How are you influencing the people? Mm -hmm. So every time you post something on social media, how are you influencing somebody else? So watch what you post. Watch what you say. If it don't give glory back to God, then guess what? Don't post it. <laughs> if it's not lifting as a believer, then we, like you said, we know the world gonna do what the world gonna do, but we should not do what the world does. <laughs> so stop talking and pray for them. Wow. Because that's what our responsibility is. First, first, I'm not talking about me. I'm a smile. But just my morning thing, don't let your good be evenly spoken of. Well, and all that. So if you didn't do nothing, let them talk. Let them say what, because at the end of the day, God is going to reveal the truth. Mm -hmm. But don't you be part of the talk. Well, see, see hey, really, that, that is where, where hey, you, you can tell who is decent and who is, is not. Mm -hmm. Who is really, really anchored and and a who is not simply because the RA Bible says we should be swift to hear, slow to speak, 
Now, hey, hey, really, it is so important for a us being the the uh the body of Christ to a make him out to a live 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 with. We are a living building for those who are are not saved. And and if we are in entertaining things, sinners in entertain, then hey, who are they really gonna go to when it's time for a them to a come come out? Because hey, they they when whenever a person is a really ready to a come out, they 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 don't want to be a part of nothing they used to to do. When when I came out of sin, I came out meaning the people I I, I was running with. I stopped the the a things I was uh talk, talking the the a uh, places I was going. I stopped. So 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 if we are to a draw the the uh, unsaved men, it is important for us as believers to a really, really show that we are the salt of the earth. Simply because if the salt loses its savor, then hey, we Come on, salt good for nothing. Absolutely. Under the uh, foot, foot of men, we are the light. Mm -hmm. And and if we are going to be those uh, those vital elements of salt and light, we got to be swift to hear, slow to speak. So stop, stop posting. And stop posting. Right. And there's no delete. I'm gonna put that in there. It don't matter how many times you hit that delete button. It may come off the page, but what you said is still out there. It's you, captured. You, so you don't want to watch it. Every word you speak, watch the words that you speak because one day you'll never know which one you'll have to eat. Right. So you never know what you're going to have to take back and swallow. So you're going to want to watch what you do. I tell people all the time, and my girls will tell you, life is like a boomerang. Right. What you put out it's gonna come is what you're going to get back. So you're going to want to watch what you are about. Let's watch the seed that you plant. Right. Because there will be a harvest off of it. Yes, there will. So you're going to want to watch what you say. Watch what you talk. Because even if you don't say it with your mouth, if you type it, <laughs> if you're right, you still ain't laughing at me. You, you know, Apostle made me think, though, you know, we are the salt of the earth. But what's really tricky about our culture now is salt and sugar look a whole lot alike. And you know the scripture mm. talks about he lets the the, the meat and the tear grow together. Mm. We, got, we got salt and sugar. We got people claiming they really are part of the Christian community that really are not. Uh and and and, and, and the difference is the taste. <laughs> uh, so you have to look like this. You gotta touch it. Mm. You gotta touch it and then taste which one is rich. You do. Right. That's what God said, though. Like we said, let the wheat and the chair grow together. And mm -hmm. I would do the same. And he would do the so separate. Words, uh, mm -hmm. You probably do the separate because you might want the wheat. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
And truth be told is, as, as Apostle just said, our character should separate us automatically. You know, we, we just it did Bible study in our home on, on the fruit of the spirit. And we express it to the children. You know, the people say there's eight fruits. There's eight fruits. Well, the scripture says the fruit of the spirit. It didn't say, it didn't call them off as separate. These are attributes of people who have the spirit. So we should all have wow. the same, and we should be developing them. They're not separate. Wow. These are all wow. attributes of the fruit. And we've taken the time wow. to talk to the sons about that. If you actually have the spirit, you'll see the attributes of the fruit manifested wow. in you. So that should separate you automatically. But in case uh, people work hard to sweeten you up to them, they work harder to make you like them. And so that way you don't have to focus on what's really inside. You know, sugar tastes really good when you're taking that chocolate cake down. But but what happens afterwards is that it does affect you a certain way in a way that can shut you down. We've got to do better in the church world about being it rather than trying to look like it. Because there's a lot of imitations out And the imitators, a lot of times, are the ones with the biggest mics, the biggest mouth. His presentation, as, as you saw me correct myself earlier, it's not the church that has to change what it does. It's the it's dealing with the difference between church people and people who are in God. You know, as the old folks should say, the saints and the ain'ts. There's a separation between and unclean. And so, yes, so people get the people get the uh, correcting the church. And I've seen pastors stand on the pulpit and rebuke the church. No, you're not rebuking the church because the church had the fruit. Church have the fruit. They should have the fruit. The other people, the people that go to church, you know, some folks go to church, others of us have church. We are the church. Right. You know, there should be a distinction in our character and how we carry us. Right. I, I didn't want to right. take all the way off on a tangent. I just wanted to speak to the fact that I think, you know, being driven by purpose has a lot to do with being connected to what God divinely instructed us to be and drawing others to God, not joining the politics that, because 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 I told my wife one time, we went downtown Detroit, and we went to the park down there by the water, and there were another denomination, I shouldn't say denomination, another belief of systems. They were grouping up down there, and they were fussing and cussing, and you know, arguing about the Bible, and the Bible's written by these white men, and you all, all this, and my wife said, she said, baby, now you know you can go down there and let them have it. I said, that's not wisdom. I said, because if a bystander walks by, they're gonna walk away from both of us because we look like we're arguing over something. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be the right approach. It would be better for me to just have my own corner and just talk about Jesus, you know. But but to go and challenge them and go head up with them, and we got total different beliefs, total different reference points. They, you know, man-made stuff. It is what it is. But we've got to be on the trail of being driven by purpose and what God has given us and learn the difference between wasted time and just time invested, really reaching people. And so I, I thought about when I was when I was online today and I said, Lord, help us even as a church community to support each other better. Help us to be in mind and in tune with what God, what you're doing in the land uh, and how to best represent you. And that's that's hands down. That's that's vital right now. It, it we cannot join the cultures of what the world is doing. That stuff constantly evolves and changes, but we've got to stand on what we know is, is, is timeless, and that's the word of God. 
and that's true. And we talk about this, and I mentioned yeah. this about we when we said many many members but one body. We always think of one organization, but that's not what the word is talking about. The word is talking about the body of God as a whole. We are um, we are many members as a, as a body, not a particular organization, not a particular church, but as a body of God, we are many many members. But we are one body, and when we it's it's imperative. Like we don't go to the same church, we don't, mm -hmm. but we believe the same thing, and mm -hmm. that's why we should be able to come together. If there's something that you need from me, I should be. Yep, I'll be there for you. I got you. Right. That's how we do as because the world will. Absolutely. I tell people we got to get back to like even some of like what the people of old used to do, like when the Bible and the Old Testament. Talked about gleaming, mm -hmm. like in other words, like if if uh, Apostle got collard green in this garden, come on, and I got tomatoes in my garden, on, we can do some exchanges yes, and help one another's modern system. Come on, and that's like what the church had, and to me, that's what we are supposed to really. That's really what we're supposed to be. See, hey, really, uh, I'm gonna just. I was stronger whenever we were united. We were to together. The the a problem came came in when when whenever this person saw, oh, wait a minute, instead of us us just gleaning from from one 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 another, how about you just a hey, pay me such and such, and as soon as money and as soon as influence became the focal point, everything else it just left. So, so hey, hey, hey really, we 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 got to get back to the focal point, which is purpose. Wisdom says. I'm but 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 now hey, hey foolishness says And so we should be flowing as a body of God. Let's move together. 
let's flow together yeah. as a body of God. So we can so we can tear down the enemy's camp. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's the purpose it. of this is to tear down the enemy's camp That's it. and build God's kingdom. And if we can come together as a body of God and do that, what we my God, the churches would be full, Jermaine. Yes, it would. The churches would be full. The world is looking at us. The world is looking at us as a body of Christ. And who would want to come in if there's issues in the house? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to go home with this chaos going on. I wouldn't want to no. do that. But if we could just come together as baptized believers yeah. and if we can encourage one another the gospel. Yeah. If we can say, I'm holding, I got you. Yeah. If we can restore one another, when we see what's all and not it, but say, okay, come on, my brother, come on, my sister, yeah. I got you until you can do it yourself. Yeah. If we can do that, and, if, and then we can find purpose. And then we can be driven in it because this is what this is about That's this it. is what the stage is about I go but I want song I want song put it on I wanted to hear I wanted to hear something from you before we go off air um we're definitely going to do this again um we've had some some little bit of technical y'all we're gonna work it out we are. The enemy is mad because he. Now, mind you, we've been running smooth this yeah, whole time. Yeah. But as soon as we get into this, this, this conversation about um, unity, unity, <laughs> about being unity in the body, the enemy doesn't want it See? because what you know what it reminds me of the Tower of Babel mm -hmm. when they they came together. Come on, accord, come on, and they begin to build that tower. Because they were going to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so if we could come together, I wow. think the Lord ain't going to find us wow. like it did wow. at Babel. But if we can come together like they did at the time of Babel, we can build one goal. Wow. Man, the destruction we will do. So what I would say in my essence is this. I'm going to be old school. Come on. And the song says, I stepped into the enemy's camp one day and I Took back what he stole from me, took it back, took back what he stole from me, took it back, took back what he stole from me. I stepped into the end of the camp one day, and I took back what he stole from me. I'm taking it back, I'm taking it back, there ain't no devil in the hell, so I'm gonna take it from me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Thank you so much. So we're gonna see if my I love you. God bless love you. Thank you, y'all. He busy busy productive bad. So before we go, I want to see if my beloved brother and good friend would give me a selection before he goes. Yeah. Can All right, we'll do, we'll do the best we can. You guys are looking very blurry to me. So um, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep, can I can you hear, hear you. I want to see. Okay. Can you do a selection before you go? Yep, we'll I can our, hear me. We'll do our best here. I'm I'm not sure how uh, the latency of the the signal is doing, but we're definitely gonna we're gonna do something here.
Um, how about we just keep it keep it old school? It's holiday season. Silence. Yes, holiday. Night. Holy night. All is come. All is bright. And round the young virgin's mother and child. Everything so tender and mild. I said, it's holiday season. I want to thank God for the privilege to be on with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on Thank you for having me. It's, it's really, it's really, it's really a pleasure to be on. You know, I, I miss my people from Kalamazoo. It's only been a couple months since we've been gone. And uh, one of the things that holidays do is it always refreshes and remind you of the people you're close to or not so close to. And I just want to say in, in my closure, you know, um, I really miss my grandfather this year. This is a really, this is the first uh, Christmas without him. Um, and uh, I'm thankful, uh, even, uh, you know, maybe you didn't know this, but a year ago on Christmas day, uh, we found my, my wife's grandmother had passed on somewhere between Christmas Eve and Christmas day. So just three months following, we we uh, my grandfather had went went home to be with the Lord. So this is a this is a very different holiday for us living away and our first year without our grandparents. And so I just want you to you know remember us in your prayers. We got each other, we got our kids, we got our memories. But um, as we approach the holiday, I know I'm not the only one grieving a loss yeah. during the holiday, uh, and we're mindful of that when we celebrate that there are others that are not as privileged as we are. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this has been refreshing, of course, to see my boy Jermaine. I really talked to him in a good minute and uh, to spend time with you both. Yes. Oh, wow. All right. I love you, guys. Love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah. Give family a hug and kiss from me and happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. Love you, Apostle. God bless you. God bless. Yes, sir. So you guys, that was my amazing cousin Jermaine and Jermaine King and Jermaine Jackson. Um, I was grateful that they could come on. Jermaine Jackson kind of slid in on us. Um, so I'm grateful that he 
to make his arrival. So you guys, let's do what we're supposed to do for yes. the body of Christ. So now our next guest that is coming all the way from, y'all, we've been waiting on this one. Wow. I'm going to have my, my co-host to come on in. Um, Jennifer, right. you want to pull the chair out? Right. So we have um, some amazing guests that are coming, <laughs> coming from, we're going to spin over, coming across, yeah. the, across the waters. Yes. Um, all the way from Africa. And I would like to introduce to you none other than Timothy Board. Yeah, at least I'm fine. How are you? I am well. Welcome to Driven and well, Purpose. We've been trying well, to get this together for what? The last several months? We tried to, be, tried to work it out. It is an honor. And I'll say welcome to America. Yes. Hopefully we are. And I know, so we are in a completely different time zone. So I know that it is. Well, lately, I think it's around what seven. Your time no. there. What time is it? Um, I have like um twenty minutes to nine, nine p.m. So, so it is late. So you guys, he is he is doing a great thing. That he is it is night in wow. his country. But it is an honor and a privilege to have my one of them on because I want you to understand that we are not just for the here in the United States. It's when I say we're all over the country, we are all trying to build God's kingdom every everywhere. So we're not just driven here. They're driven also there. Tim has a studio where he's at in this country. Um Tim, what's the name of your studio? Um, the name of my studio is um T Sound Studio. And he records only um, gospel. I've known you how many years? Six? Are we looking at about three six years? years? Three yeah, years. So three six. years. So known him for a while. Um, he does have a studio. Um, and then y'all, so people that are watching uh, this podcast now, um, so go find the studio. He's on Facebook. Uh, he is on Instagram. So go look up his studio if you like, follow it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Y'all go and help support him because he is really um, he is full gospel. Right. He only he only does Christian music. Full and gospel. there's a lot of people that can cross over. He only does gospel. There's a lot of people that will cross over but he has held his integrity. He has some amazing Teams go to you get an opportunity to hear them. Um, we'll have Tim and them back at a later date, but we'll have to do it our time in the morning uh, because I know that they're in a different, um, different country, so they might. Come on, so Tim, ask everybody the question, so don't get don't get like up. So when you hear the word driven and purpose. What does that mean to you when it comes to your life? Sorry, I, I can't get a, I can't really okay, get Okay, so when you hear the word driven and purpose, what does that mean to you? 
Do you mean my purpose? Yeah, your purpose about being driven in the gap. Okay. Well, actually, as um a gospel minister, all right, as a gospel minister, gospel musician, um, my main purpose is to inspire and um, lift up um, the life of people, you know, connecting them to God with my music and um, sending a message of faith, hope, you know, to be reaching them. And so we, we had a, so there was a message that I received talking about being driven, about being driven in purpose. Because you sent me a message because we weren't even sure if this podcast was going to happen because something happened to you. And this is not the first time. Share with us just a little bit of what happened to your studio. Can you hear me? So you guys have got a little bit of a delay in the, can you share with us what happened to the studio, Tim? Okay, uh, I had a little issue with the studio and um, some kind of um, guys on a budget into the studio from the ceiling and plastered in my equipment. So what happened to Tim is, so we weren't even sure, but we're talking about being driven in purpose and not allowing anything to stop you. So Tim sent me a message a few days ago that somebody had broken into the studio. Did you oh, wow. so? That somebody, so we lost Tim, so we'll try to get him back because um, he is in a different country. Um, somebody had broken into the studio and so they took out light cams, they took out things, they, they took things from the studio. I asked him, do you want to continue? And what, what his word was, I ain't going to let that stop me. Wow. We still going to go forward. We still going to do this podcast. And he said, I'm not going to give the devil. That's it. No, no credit. I'm not going to allow him to stop this. And so because of him wanting to do what God told him to do, and this is not the first, the enemy really does not want him to fulfill what God has ordained him to do, wow. because they seem to target him. They seem to want to take what belongs to him, um, because he does. He has some amazing um, singers that come on and they worship, true worship. And so he sent me messages that I'm not going to stop um, what we're going to do. I'm going to push forward. And so he sent me pictures of how they literally um, destroyed the studio. Wow. wow. And so... Um, I don't get on my soapbox. I don't do all any of that. But those that can kind of help Tim get his equipment back, get the things that he needs for him to continue to do what he needs to do for the body, y'all bless him. See him his ministry to um, pour out gospel um, across the internet. He's streaming, he's posting here, he's posting in Africa. Y'all Y'all bless him so he can get back what he needs. So he can put his video back together because he does something every morning, and sometimes I miss it because we're on a different. He does morning worship. Oh, all right. He does morning right. worship every morning. His gospel students come together and they go into worship. Oh wow! Every okay. morning, all right. and the enemy don't I, like that. No, 
I'd bring my friends around every Monday evening, and then we worship God for two hours. Oh, wow. And that, that's in the marketplace. Did you bring your keyboard? Mom? Do you have your instrument with you at all, or did they take that too? I have my keyboard. I have my keyboard. I actually took um, my keyboard to the house to realize. So my, my keyboard is safe. It's right here. So he has his keyboard. All right. And so, um, but he does. When I say he's anointed, he's anointed to play. The brother, so I'm going country now. The brother can play. He's amazing. He can play. Really, really can play. And so, um, God is blessing us. So, Tim, give us a little something on your keyboard. Can you play a little something for us? All right, that's fine. All right. So you guys, here's Tim Boy going to bless us with the song. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Did you lose me? So you guys are going to be probably playing a little in and out because they're, be understandable, their feed over there is so much different than ours um, here in the United States. So as soon as he comes back in, so I guess we'll talk. Yes. So Tyrus, you can put, put your keyboard together. Yeah. And so I guess a lot of people do not know because I don't like myself. I do know how to sing. I just don't do it too often. I do know how to sing. I just don't like to do it too often. So um, before we're done with this, um, this holiday special, um, I will what? sing just a tad. Oh, well, bless the Lord. Just a tad bit. What a treat. And my brother can sing too, but he, uh, he changes keys too much. Oh, Lord. Now, be a His wife is cracking up. You can see Lady T at the bottom. No, he is an amazing singer. He you is. are in me. He is. No, he is. So, you guys, we're going to talk about this just a little bit while we're waiting on Tim yes. to try to come back in. Yes. Um, and if we can't get him back, then we'll have to bring him back at a later date. Yes. But um, I talked about this a little bit about um, the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And I was just telling my co-host how um, we all, at this time of year, we get about Jesus is the reason yeah. for the season. Yeah. We get into that mode. And it starts around the end of October. Yeah, coming into yeah. November, entered into yeah. um, Thanksgiving, and and this is I want to encourage people. Um, we take out our manger scenes, we take out Jesus, we wow. do all that, wow. and it grieves my heart that from January first to November the first, we don't put Jesus in anything. But as soon as we get to this this holiday season everybody wants to pull god out wow but don't this year this 2024 don't do that don't put him back right don't put him back in the shelf don't put him right. back in his box right but keep tuck god the center tuck him back yeah. keep god the center yes. of 2024 so we got tim back so let's have a so hopefully we can keep them um so you might hear a little moving around because my 
my musician is pulling himself together. My crew is pulling himself together. So Tim, are you ready? Since when I was nine, it's nine. Can you hear me? Eight or nine. Wow. 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 Yes. Like, yes. Like, so Eight or nine. Wow. That's, that is a long, long time to play. So yeah, gifts time. are amazing. And I that all the, time. the gifts are amazing. And it'd be so easy. So, but I commend you because you had it. I 
the world would love your gift. That's awesome. He would. But I believe um, what the scripture says, gift and calling will make room for you. Right. If you remain faithful, God will open some amazing doors. And um, I tell everybody from there, listen, the season and the time for everything. If you stay the course, God is going to run you into the right person yeah, at the right time. Because the gift is there, the anointing is there. Just wait on God. So he's got amazing, amazing, amazing things. Um, just stay the course, Tim. And just watch what God will do for you. Watch what he'll do for you. So, um, y'all, that's Tim Roy. Y'all give him a hand. Well, he also sings. He doesn't like to sing. I know you don't like to sing. Can you hear me? I didn't hear that. I said, you don't like to sing. Oh, if I like to sing. <laughs> See, look at him laugh. <laughs> he, is going, he said, don't make me do it. No, I can't. He's, I can only play. I don't want to sing. He I, said he only can play. Amazing. So I. So that is Tim Boyd, you guys. So oh, wow. He has nice. he has an amazing amazing gift. Are you still there? Are you frozen? Can you hear me? Okay. Can you hear me? Do you do you have another yeah, one? I can hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? Um, the weather is kind of so harsh here, so I, I, I. So you guys, so you know what, Tim? We're gonna have you back on. Can you Lost. hear me? So Tim, we're gonna bring you back at a later date yes, when the weather clears, and what we're gonna do is we're gonna schedule you for in the morning. Yes. And then hopefully we'll we'll have you back on real soon in the morning. I'll reach out to you when the weather clears, so you get a good signal. Okay. All right, mom. Th right, we'll thank you, you so in. much. Welcome. We'll bring you back. I'll give yes. you a yes. yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. God bless. You bless. So you guys, we'll have Tim back on. He said the weather there in his country is bad, so he can't really keep a real good signal. Yes. So, um, so it, is it is God. Wow. It is It, it Africa. is Africa. Yeah. So it is, the weather is a little bit different. Yeah. But so we're in the holiday season. Yeah. And we're not only that, we're almost at the end of 2023. Wow. We're getting ready to step into a new year. And um, and not even a new season. No. Because it's going to be the same season. It's just going to be a different part of it. So, you know, it's really what you're going to get from it when you get into it. So this year I told the Apostle, the Apostle, and I told Apostle how I'm excited about this season. Hey, this cool. year, um, it's been a very long time. So I'm going to be transparent, completely transparent. Um, it's been a very long time since I have welcomed um, a holiday season. Wow. Um, it was a dread for me, you know, and like um, Jermaine King was just talking about, um, this is his first year of celebrating the holiday without his grandfather. Um, we called him Uncle Little Buddy. Um, it was every year 
Um, when, we, when I first came into the family, we did Christmas Eve. We would get together as the Robinson family. Really? And that was my late father-in-law and his siblings and the brother-in-law and okay. all the cousins and the aunts. Everybody would come together and we would celebrate because that was the that was Christmas Eve was the day that his parents got married. Oh, and so by the tradition, we came together, and so those those um, patriots have left. And so as time went on, that tradition stopped. It faded. So. Um, it took me a while, you know, uh, when my husband passed away to learn how to enjoy the holiday season. And I understand that it's not about the, and people say this as a Christian, you know, cliche, it's not about the, the, the cotton candy, it's not about the holidays, it's not about the Christmas tree, it's not about the presents, but it's about Christ. But even in that season, I was struggling to even celebrate God. Right. So I don't know who um, may be watching this or will watch it later that is in the same place that I was several years ago to where I wasn't feeling the holiday season. Um, I wasn't even feeling celebrating God. Wow. Um, that's where I was at. But know that you're not always going to stay there. No. There is a Savior. He did come. He did come down. God did send his son. Yes. To save us. Yes, he did. To rescue us. So know that the, you're not always going to be in the place that you're in. That one day you'll smile again. So this Christmas season, this holiday season, I have embraced it. I'm That's smiling awesome. and it's a real smile. I'm excited. We actually decorated the day pretty much two days after we got home from Thanksgiving. I can tell you last year, it was at the last minute. The last year before that, it was way first. It was like two days before Christmas. Oh, wow. This year we had the lights outside. What y'all and I don't and I put the tree up not to celebrate the tree, but I went to celebrate the, the season. Right. I do. But this season I was excited. I'm excited about Lord, I feel like living. That's so I'm encouraging y'all to live. That's it. That's it. Live and hold on because God yes. has a purpose and a plan for your life. So um I'm gonna sing before we go on. And so um he said what tree. Oh, he's gonna get a mic. Y'all, I'm gonna get a mic. I'm gonna get a mic. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna try to start low, y'all. Go ahead. I love it. Okay. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumph. Oh, come, ye, oh, come, ye, to Thank you. 
Thank you. 